You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. everybody, welcome to another exciting episode of the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. Safe space for you foul mouth fantasy players out there. As always, it's your boys, King Josh, Josh the King, Big Rome the Fu Manchu, and the Fantasy Fish. What the fuck's going on, guys? How's it going? Fantasy football's weird. Rome, you feel so defeated. You shaved off your beard out of sadness. I I don't know what to do. I don't know which way is up. I... I somehow made the take me to my bed. I made the fantasy playoffs and I'm scoring less than seventy points this week. I'm rooting for you. I might hey, I'm that sneak you never know, man. That's rude. Sometimes that sneaky one. (laughs) Although my team's not good. My team is not good at all. So but you know, surprisingly I, I made the playoffs in every league I'm in this year, so that's exciting. It's okay. There's still fantasy hockey, Rome. I'm playing you this week. You're going down. I smoked a really big brisket this weekend. You know what's mm. funny is uh, when it's this big honking fucking like Flintstones chunk of beef, it just looks like a lot. Then you cut it up and you put it in your Tupperware, and then it's in like it's in like smaller Tupperwares. Now there's multiple Tupperwares, but now it doesn't seem like it's as much food. But then uh, tonight. When I was making myself something to eat, I realized there's a lot of fucking meat. Like, a lot of fucking meat. <laughs> yeah, they're like 10 pounds usually. That's a lot of meat. Yeah. Considering that, like, usually you eat like a half pound, maybe three quarters if you're really hungry. Yeah. Just, a pound if you're going crazy. Just gonna that's the, a lot of meat. A pound of meat in one sitting is a lot. I'm going to have the meat sweats for the next, like, week or two. Fantasy football is a cruel mistress. It's the end of the regular fantasy season for most leagues. Fantasy playoffs are about to begin. So uh, with tonight's episode, we're going to talk about your pinks and stinks of the week. Talk about some waiver wire pickups that will hopefully help you get you further along in them fantasy playoffs. Even though, you know what, Rome loves you guys so much. Even though he's defeated, his fantasy penis is shriveled, fallen off, and dried up and crusty. But he's still out here giving you guys the hard facts. Trying. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, let's see. So let's just do some news from around the league real quick. Basically, today was like the biggest outbreak of COVID herpes in like record. It, it was like 30 something on today alone. But uh, with that being said, we'll just go over a couple of these. Uh, Cream Hunt, unlikely to play Saturday against the Raiders with the ankle injury. So. Kind of sucks. They're saying he's week to week after he just came back from a long absence. Matt Rule said DJ Moore pulled his hamstring and is in day to day, so keep an eye on that. Matt Rule also says that they will continue to play both Cam Newton and PJ Walker. And Sam Darnold is in the mix. He's a couple weeks away from being healthy, so goddamn, Carolina is a mess. Gross. Brian Flores says Will Fuller is not expected to practice this week. What? Is Will Fuller just never going to play football ever again? No. <laughs> like, I think he's just done. But uh, Brian Flores also said that Miles Gaskin, Salvin Ahmed, and Philip Lindsay have all tested positive for the COVID herpes. 
So uh, they're saying it's it's just dude. They had to sign like four running backs off the street. So we'll see what happens. We'll get into that a little bit later. Ron Rivera's Taylor Heineke is sore today, and the team will continue to monitor his progress. And Terry McLaurin is in the NFL concussion protocol. So just uh, well, it's because he's a piece of shit. So good on him. <laughs> Hey, with that catch, I think I broke 70 points today from Christian Kirk. <laughs> there you go. Fuck yeah, bro. Uh, Ravens coach John Harbaugh told reporters that Lamar Jackson has an ankle sprain. It's not a high ankle sprain, thankfully. So there are plans that uh, Jackson will be out there on Sunday, but they'll have to see how it goes. So definitely monitor that. The Raiders expect Jalen Richard running back off the COVID herpes list tomorrow. Foster Moreau is dealing with a muscle strain. And Darren Waller is still questionable, so that sucks for all you Darren Waller managers out there. Uh, oh, here we go. That that was the name I was thinking of. The Miami Dolphins signed veteran running back Duke Johnson to go to the active roster as a COVID herpes replacement for having no running back backfield. They should call Todd Gurley. I don't get it. I'm going to say this week after week after week. What the fuck, man? I don't I don't care anymore. I don't <laughs> care. Cowboys running back Tony Pollard with the plantar fascia that was broken, who missed the game, has a good chance of returning against the Giants next Sunday. He was a game-time decision yesterday, but the team is feeling better about where he is this week. I don't know how you play with that, though. Especially for a running back. Feet are like the most important... Feet and knees are like the most important thing for a running back. And you got one broken <laughs> foot. Yeah, I looked it up, sort of, and I don't, I don't know. It makes sense he didn't play. I don't know how he's going to. Yeah, although Zeke didn't feast without Tony Pollard, I was a little uh, disappointing. Stefania Bell from ESPN says that tearing the uh, or breaking the plantar fascia in your foot is like stepping on glass with every step you take. Fucking awesome. That sounds like a fucking party. Because that's what you want from your running back, right? Imagine <laughs> <laughs> uh, he plays, he's just running, screaming up the sidelines <laughs> every step he takes. What the just, fuck, man? Like, like the, you know, like how they have like those uh, like on the field game mics. They're like, we have to mute it when Tony Pollard <laughs> runs because just the shriek of horror every time he <laughs> oh, runs. Uh, speaking of the Cowboys, wide receiver Cedric Wilson has been added to the COVID herpes list, but I don't think that matters because, you know, Cooper Gallup and CeeDee Lamb are all back and healthy. Uh, Fish, you finally got your prayers answered somewhat. Manny Sanders was out with a knee sprain, and he's going to be out most likely this week. So Gabriel Davis time. He actually looked pretty good last night against uh, Tampa Bay. So kind of kind of like seeing that. Yeah, that's it- should have sprained his knee a long time ago. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, this one made me sad. Not not super relevant for fantasy, but it also is at the same time. Um, left tackle Rashawn Slater for the L.A. Chargers tested positive for the COVID herpes. But there is a chance that he could play in the Thursday game against Kansas City, so we'll see. Vikings have claimed running back Wayne Gallman off waivers because running back Alexander Madison hasn't placed on the COVID herpes list. So, man, Josh Gordon, COVID herpes, Kadarius Tony, COVID herpes, uh, Pete Carroll, Sneaky Pete, 
Says they're going to keep rotating at running back, but says Rashad Penny deserves a chance to keep the starting job for now. Now, if that's true, yes. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know, you fucking, you never know. Uh, Travis Homer, running back for the Seattle Seahawks, says he's hopeful he can return to the team this week. But, I mean, I don't know, whether he is or isn't, I'm not interested in him at all. Oh, here it is. Here's the actual number. The NFL had 37 and counting positive COVID herpes tests today. Last year, you know, uh, uh, for fantasy managers and and um, commissioners out there, last year we implemented kind of a COVID herpes thing for playoffs where if you have a player on your bench and how to go was it? Like last year, if you, you, you like announce it, like, hey, if this guy has COVID herpes and can't play, I want to plug this player in instead. Didn't we? Do, we did something like that, right? Yeah, you you had to you had to say it before the game started. Yeah. You have to tell the commissioner that if this person can't play for COVID, I want to be playing this person in their place, and that person had to be already on your roster and everything as well. Yeah, I think Director Ross is typing us. Yeah, he is. Oh, if the game was postponed. if the game was postponed. Yeah. Okay. So most games, I don't think they're postponing games this year. I think if you have that bad of an outbreak, you just forfeit. I think there was some stink about that being a rule. But either way, if you're the commissioner, you could work with your league to determine if anything can and should be done. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. Uh, with COVID herpes wrecking the fucking world, you know, it's it's better to implement some sort of plan. Because, I mean, it's one thing if you take an L on the chin... Kind of like my fucking team. I picked up Jamar Jefferson because Jamal Williams had fucking COVID herpes, and then he only played three snaps and took a total goose egg from him. So, But it's another thing if, you know, just, I mean, 39-plus counting fucking cases today, some crazy shit's going to happen, so we got to. I think the good thing is they're basically ruling him out in advance now, so you kind of have time to prepare, where last year it was kind of all just like, Oh, this is being postponed now. It wasn't really like, you know, during the football season last year, there wasn't a lot of vaccinations around yet always. Mm. And the rules that the NFL had in place were different than they are now. Yeah. But but definitely try to implement something. Because, I mean, you know, the, the point of fantasy football is to have fun, but you also want it to be fair and, you know, just, you know, it just, it, it just sucks. So don't don't let that ruin it for you. But uh, that's all I got for news, unless you guys see anything else out in the world. Yeah. Yeah, so, all right, well, let's go ahead and take a look at some of the pinks and stinks of the week. Rome, I know you're defeated, you're heartbroken, but let's try to get that boner filled up with blood. So who turned you on this week? <laughs> all right, well, there was one guy that I thought played pretty, pretty, pretty goddamn well, and that man is uh, Aaron Rodgers. 29 of 37, 341 yards, and four touchdowns. I mean, that's pretty vintage Aaron Rodgers, if you ask me. You can't really ask for much better than that, especially right when a lot of people are, are you know making that push for the playoffs. He was the guy that stepped up and really gave you a nice day. Dude, you know what's funny? Um, in the first quarter, one of the Bears – defensive lineman like sacked Rodgers and did the taunting him with the, the belt yeah, thing the that he does. Check. And then Rodgers went to throw for four fucking touchdowns and destroyed <laughs> Chicago. So it's like, 
Yeah, you know, talk your shit. Yeah, it's fucking Aaron Rodgers. It's, it's fitting. There it is. I love it. Fish, who tickled your pickle this week? Oh, tickled my pickle. I'll tell you who tickled my pickle. And it was great. It was my fantasy boyfriend, Hunter Renfro. 13 reception on 14 targets, 117 yards, and a touchdown. Not like the most spectacular game by any means, but, you know, this is somebody you picked up off the waiver wire who has been killing it every week. So I wanted to add him here to my pinks this, this week. Dude, Hunter Renfro is definitely an every week starter. I mean, I just don't see how you can't. Um, I think over the last like three or four weeks, he's been a wide receiver one. And I think this week he's the wide receiver three yeah. on the week. He's the in the whole season. He's the wide receiver twenty in standard and twelve in PPR. Yeah, so I mean, fuck you, play Hunter Renfro, love it. Uh, my first pink of the week, George Kittle. I mean, I know it, it kind of goes without saying because he's he's a stud, but since he came back from injury, he has been lighting the world on fire. You know, Kittle's always been that receptions and yards guy, not really the touchdown guy, but this week he went thirteen. For 151 and another touchdown. I mean, he's just absolutely lighting the world on fire. You know, if, if you held strong with him when he was injured for those few weeks, you're you're definitely loving life right now. Um, he scored a touchdown every week for the last six weeks except for one game. So, I mean, it, it's he scored out of five of the last six games. So, this has been absolutely outstanding. He's caught fire at the right time. So, I mean, if going into the playoffs – with George Kittle, your dick is at full mast, ready to rock and roll and destroy in the fantasy playoffs. Rome, who else did we love this week? Well, since I did my uh, my pinks late, I went ahead and put up James Conner because he's having himself a fucking day. This guy is the man. Right now he's got 13 carries, 31 yards, two touchdowns, nine receptions on nine targets for 94 yards. I mean, the guy is, he's just been a stud for, god damn. I mean, he started off, I don't even want to say he started off bad. The first two games, people were kind of like, oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to be the fucking answer. The man has scored double-digit points with the exception of a one week, every week out since then in a full-point PPR. I mean, the guy's fucking money. Mm. He's absolutely money. Well, it's funny because everyone they weren't like fading him in the preseason, but you know there was a lot of that one A one B because mm-hmm. of Chase Edmonds, and he's really solidified that position in the backfield. And you know it's funny people are probably going to fade him next year, this next uh, upcoming season. But I mean, shit. I mean, I I think he was getting drafted in I don't know eighth, ninth rounds, ten double digit rounds, so. And he's gonna—he's easily gonna be a league winner for you, so love that. Uh, Fish, who else was so schmexy this week? This guy was sexy here. wasn't the prettiest game if you watched it. I didn't watch all of it, but when I did, it wasn't—it didn't seem like he was gonna produce like he did. But Josh Allen, thirty-six completions on fifty-four targets, uh, three hundred eight yards, two touchdowns with one interception. And whoever said you can't rush against Tampa Bay did not tell Josh Allen because he had 12 rushes for 109 yards and touchdown. That was actually a fun game. And you know what? Josh Allen's been a weird fantasy quarterback because he did it last week too where 
He looked like shit at the beginning part of the game, but then just ends up just crushing it towards the end, and, and that kind of happened last night. Although, I mean, God, what a crazy game. Almost beat Tampa Bay. He rushed for 100 yards, which is fucking wild when you're a quarterback. Good for him. Good pick. I like that. Uh, my pick of the week. I'm going to go in that quarterback realm again, just like Fish, but Taysom Hill. It's funny because the stat line looks disgusting. 15 to 21 for 175 yards with no passing touchdowns. But 11 carries for 73 yards and two touchdowns. So, I mean, this guy, and he fumbled twice. But this guy, it's it's one of those freak things where it it's don't watch him play football because you're not going to enjoy it. You're actually going to be very upset. Kind of like last week, he threw four interceptions but still scored 24 fantasy points. It's just because this man, he runs. You know, he ran for 101 yards last week, ran for 73 and two touchdowns this week. So, I mean, Taysom Hill, pick that man up. If he's available, you should definitely go and pick him up. Um, he's he's gonna, He'll probably win you a championship uh, just because, you know, Russian quarterbacks are essentially the cheat code in fantasy, and Taysom Hill is your guy. So, Fish, looks like you got a bonus pink for us this week. Yeah, I got a bonus one for you guys. It's not super surprising or anything, but Devontae Adams, he went – 10 receptions on 13 targets for 121 yards and two touchdowns. Anytime you get two touchdowns from anybody, it's spectacular. And one reason I wanted to put this in there, this is only the second time this year he's had more than one touchdown. And he hasn't had a lot of touchdowns in, in general this season. He's He's got two, four, five, six, seven, which you'd, you'd expect him to have more. But either way, it was a great game for him. Dude, Devontae Adams is so good. If I, I wish I had more shares of Devontae Adams. I'm really heartbroken that I have him in zero leagues. But he's just one player that always seems to slip away from my grasp. It makes me so sad. Um, Actually, I got a bonus pink this week. It's actually two bonus pinks just because they both had great games. Uh, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Javante, man... <laughs> because you know he, he had the absolute breakout game last week without Melvin Gordon... So some people were a little bit afraid because Gordon was coming back and they're like, oh, no, what's going to happen to Javante? But Javante, 15 for 73 and a rushing touchdown and had a 10-yard catch for a touchdown. So he had a great game. But then Melvin Gordon, man, 24 carries for 111 yards and two touchdowns. Melvin Gordon, he's going to make a lot of money when he signs with, uh, I don't know, Arizona next year. I don't don't think he's going to be a Bronco next year. He's going to go get paid. I don't know, he's going to be a fucking... He's going to go to Baltimore or San Francisco. Yeah. But he's going to go make a lot of money somewhere, so... Um, good for him. But, yeah, fun to see. I, I love that, so... Uh, with the good, there always comes the bad. Sometimes you put it in a hole and it comes back a poopy dick. Just that, that happens. It, it, we've all been there before. Rome, I know you're feeling defeated. Your your heart broken, so let's let's uh, let's lower the mood. Who who disappointed you this week? All right, let's talk about some feces. Here's the first little bit of shit, Cortland Sutton. What? I, here's what I don't understand about this guy. They went out, they paid him a shitload of money, and ever since then, he's been a fucking joke. He was one of two. For nine yards. 
yesterday. One of two for nine yards. This is a wide receiver one that is getting outperformed by Tim McDonald, by tight ends, by running backs. I don't get it. And I don't want to hear the the Teddy Bridgewater argument because I don't think that that hurts him all that badly. Teddy Bridgewater is a proven quarterback that he can at least do it at this level. This might be a Cortland Sutton issue. It could be. One thing I'm looking at here, too, when I I decided to bring it up because you mentioned the the two-target number. In the past, let's see, I'll go go through the past six games. Two targets last week, and then the previous weeks are like this. Six, three, three, two, four. He's not getting targeted is the part of the problem. And then that, like you said, it, it might not be Teddy Bridgewater. I, don't, I haven't watched a lot of the Broncos games. Maybe he's just not getting opened. But it's interesting that he's barely getting involved at all. Uh-huh. It's not like he's getting a lot of targets and not producing. He's like, he has some production on the targets he's getting, but he's just not getting targets. I mean, it's hard to get targets when you ran the ball 39 times with your running backs. So, I mean, that eats up a lot of your offense. Plus, didn't they play the fucking Jets or whatever? Who'd they play? Detroit, I thought, right? Yeah, dude, Detroit yeah, fucking Detroit. sucks. <laughs> play Detroit, and, and Bridgewater threw 25 passes, still. Although that is bad if he's only out of 25 passes, only two went to Cortland Sutton. Yeah, that's like 2%. Albert O had a better game than him. I don't know. That's bad. That is bad. Rome, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right with Cortland Sutton. That's very disappointing. Especially because earlier in the year, he looked like a great uh, pick because just yeah. got him late because people were kind of afraid for that injury. And he had a c- couple good games right off the bat, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Fish, who really let you down this week? All right, I shouldn't have to say much here for this because he didn't do much, and he's a poop shoot. And the, I, the reason is his coach. I, I – we said it when it happened before, but James Robinson, six carries, four yards. Oh, God. <laughs> it's just it's just terrible. Um, well, sorry if you could hear my dog in the background. He's going crazy. One thing that, that led to this is Trevor Lawrence threw 40 passes, and he should not have been throwing 40 passes in this game. It was a tight game for a lot longer than it could have been, and they should have been running James Robinson, and they just weren't. But they weren't running anybody. Hyde wasn't running either. Urban Myers, uh, he can't wait till he gets fired. And then he's going to go coach fucking Bowling Green or some bullshit in college. Just go back to reporting or whatever he was. Not reporting, but uh, commentating. Fuck getting lap dances. Go back to yeah, that yeah, bar. Getting, getting yeah, getting lap dances yeah. from 19-year-old girls. Yeah, Allegedly. Get the fuck out of here. Allegedly. That's but. not allegedly. We saw it happen. Are, are we sure that wasn't Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> uh, good point. Who was giving the lap dance? You mean yeah. it could have been? Could have been. You know, I saw long, long blonde hair and a pretty face. Could easily have been Trevor Lawrence. But no, I mean, there. It's not even a surprise. But there's been a lot of talk that Urban Meyer is going to be let go after this season because uh, he sucks. He. You know, it's funny, just because you're a good college coach doesn't always translate to the NFL. You know, Chip Kelly, that failed, and some of these other names. But 
Yeah. Didn't Nick Saban suck at the Dolphins for a while too? Big time. Big time. Yeah, and he's, he's one of the best college coach, you know, so doesn't always work out the same. Yeah. That yeah. Let's see. Who let me down this week? Dak Prescott. One. Cause you're on my uh you're on my fantasy team and that hurt me that you didn't have a good game. But two, you just didn't have a good game. In a in a in a game that they should have easily won against the Washington football team that's all banged up. Backup quarterback. Terry McLaurin got a concussion. You still only managed to go twenty two of thirty nine, two hundred and eleven yards. You did throw a passing touchdown, but he threw two picks, had seven carries for fifteen yards, and a fumble. Dak actually has me very worried because he's been very bad two weeks in a row. He's been very bad. He's only had one good game in the last four weeks. Washington has a very bad defense. Now he does have the Giants next week, so hopefully he can turn it around. But then, he, unfortunately, he's playing Washington again. And then he finishes the year in fantasy championship against the Arizona Cardinals. Although they just had a really bad game against uh, Matt Stafford, so who knows, maybe he could turn it around. But Dak, pull your head out of your ass. Stop being a fucking idiot. Play good football. I need it. Rome and I are going to win this championship. The only way we're going to do it is by you. It's with you, you, baby. You got this. I traded a lot for you, Dak. (laughs) Traded a lot for you. Make me proud. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's tough to see, um, especially in a game where they just couldn't seem to get anything going. I mean, I I hope better days are ahead for Dak, especially because – he was he had a good game two weeks ago, so it's like, come on, do what you did against Vegas. Figure it the fuck out. Uh, here's a note here from Director Ross. Jacksonville does play Houston this week, so that's going to be, as Rome would say, garbage drug juice. Yeah. <laughs> Any other uh, bad games we want to talk about this week? You know, Rome, when you no, shake your head, em. when you shake your head, no. We're not a video show. We're audio only, and that does not make for good radio. But that's okay. It's meant for you. (laughs) We love you for that. All right, well, let's go ahead and talk about some of these waiver wires to hopefully get you over that COVID herpes hump, getting you into the fantasy playoffs. Rome, you're our resident uh, San Francisco 49ers guy, so why don't you go ahead and tackle the quarterback position for us this week? Uh, Yeah, okay. No problem. Uh, Jimmy G's out there. He's available in 70% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, He's got a pretty solid playoff schedule. I mean, at this point, look, as a 49er fan, do I trust him? No, not even a little bit. Should you trust him as a fantasy owner? No, not even a little bit. I think that he, (laughs) if he can find Kittle... And if he can get Debo back to be a little bit better than he was, I know the fucking guy still got in the end zone, but he could help you if you're in an absolute pinch. But who the fuck is in an absolute pinch right now? A quarterback. Not many people. So no, Lamar I'd Jackson. probably pass on. Probably pass on. Oh, they better have a backup who's better than fucking Jimmy G. Okay, fine. Let's say you don't want Jimmy G. What's another quarterback you might like this week? I put him on the sheet, Rome. I put him on the goddamn sheet. 
Taysom Hill, H-I-L. That's that's who we've got going here. Taysom Hill, 49% available. I mean, he looked good. He runs. He's a running quarterback. Sure, go out and pick him up. Vanilla Lamar Jackson. Bad bad thrower, good runner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and with Lamar as and we're touching on Lamar too cuz he's probably not going to play but is he going to be moving forward going to be the option that you're looking for if you're really trying to win a championship to quote fish from way fucking long ago. Dude, the guy got one leg injury and he ain't the same dude. That's word for word fantasy fish. Well, here's the leg injury. Is he going to be able to overcome it now that the running is not going to be there? You think he's going to beat you with his arm? Uh, maybe. Maybe I would take Jimmy. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Jimmy G's a weird thing. So, like, the big thing is there's two people. If Lamar doesn't play, you probably have to pivot, right? And then same with Josh Allen. Josh Allen's, like, in a boot right now. Did something to his foot. If they don't play, your options are so limited that like Jimmy G might be your best option. Playing against Atlanta, favorable matchup. He hasn't been scoring like the most, but he's been right there around the twenty point range. If you want a quarterback that has a high floor and doesn't really turn the ball over too much, I mean he he does have quite a few interceptions, but they're not like as common as some of these other quarterbacks who are available in most leagues. And the the defense does help that he's playing against Atlanta. So, like Rome said, it's not it's not the prettiest option out there. But if your quarterback that you're going to start isn't playing, it might be your only option. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, a couple running backs to take a look at. As we mentioned, Rashad Penny may or may not be the starter from here on forward. He's 80% available in Yahoo leagues. So, I mean, if you're out there and you need a starting running back because you're the DeAndre Swift manager or, I don't know, who else is a big name that's hurt? Cream Hunt. You know, he's out there. He had a good game. Granted, it was against a bad team. But, you know, starting running backs are hard to come by. I actually put Craig Reynolds because that pissed me off. So, uh, Jamar Jefferson in limited touches look pretty okay for Detroit. DeAndre Swift is out with a shoulder injury. Jamal Williams has the COVID herpes. So, I pick up Jamar Jefferson hoping that's my guy. No. Three goddamn snaps, zero points. This fucking idiot Craig Reynolds, for some reasons, the running back. Director Rosh has sent me an angry message saying that he picked up Reynolds and Empire to hurt my feelings. Rub it in, you son of a bitch. <laughs> but <laughs> but actually, Reynolds didn't look too bad. Um, you know, it wasn't like a big rushing game, especially because De- or, uh, Detroit fell behind early. But, I mean, 11 carries, 83 yards, two catches, 16 yards. Sometimes it's those fresh legs that haven't got a lot of miles on it that do great, especially this late in the season. Everybody's hurt. So a guy like Craig Reynolds can come off fucking practice squad. And run for 83 fucking yards. And you know what's funny? After these next couple games, you will never hear that man's name ever again. Uh -uh. Not even a little bit. But it's just right now, hey, he might be worth picking up. And, I mean, especially available in 99% of leagues. I mean, pick him up. Uh, The next two, 
I don't really Duke Johnson, he's 100% available in leagues because he wasn't on the team. But 1000% out of necessity cuz every you know, they're all touching dicks in Miami. There's no starting running back that's healthy right now in Miami. So, in the chance that none of them make it back in time, Duke Johnson's going to be their starting running back. So, there you go. If you need a running back, go ahead, Fish. I was going to say Jared Dokes. Who's Jared Dokes? You may not know. Nobody may know. But he has been on Miami's practice squad this whole time. He was drafted this year out of Cincinnati. In college, he, uh, he had 5.2 yards of carry. He might be the guy. I agree with I you. I don't know. If you, might, if you have to roll the dice, I think I'd rather roll the dice with him than Duke Johnson. There you go. Makes sense. Then another player to keep an eye on, uh, Boston Scott. He's available in 78% of leagues. Just, it's more of a Miles Sanders thing. So last week, no, two weeks ago, they had the bye week. Um, Miles Sanders had a pretty bad ankle injury, missed the rest of the game. Uh, Boston Scott would have been the direct backup, but he was sick, didn't play in that game. So Kenneth Gainwell was the guy. But we all know for some reason if Miles Sanders isn't around, Kenneth Gainwell's an afterthought, and it's going to be the Boston Scott. Maybe the Jordan Howard show, but Jordan Howard missed week thir- uh, 12. What week is it? Yeah, week 12 with a knee injury. So there's a chance that Jordan Howard doesn't play, Miles Sanders doesn't play, Boston Scott might be the de facto starter for Philadelphia. And again, starting running back's hard to come by. Uh, but Director Ross, he put in a good point right here. If you can get any starting running back versus the Jets, that is a good option out there. So he's not wrong. Um, Fish, we got a couple wide receivers. You want to go take a look at that for the people? I certainly do. Um, I'm more excited about this first one. But... Amon Ra St. Brown, not only does he have a cool name, but he's been he's been productive these last couple of games um, for the Detroit Lions here. The last two games in a row, he's had 12 targets each game. Uh, against Minnesota, he was 10 for 86 and a touchdown. On Recep- uh, in Dece- uh, December, in Denver, he had eight receptions for 73 yards. Now they're playing at Arizona this week, but you know they got, you know, they got passed on this week. Granted, it was the Rams, but they're, the Lions are probably gonna have to pass the ball in this game. Probably not seeing Swift this week. Maybe not Hawkinson either. And if that's the case, it's even better to to look for Amon Ra, St. Brown, and the next one here, it's Donovan Peoples Jones. This is really banking on this week because, you know, last week they were on the bye. The week before that they were on Baltimore. Those were really the only games he's been playing since Beckham was moved. But this last week he had seven targets for five receptions, 90 yards. He looked like the best option, and that was against Baltimore, solid defense. He looked like the best option for Cleveland. They don't pass the ball a ton, but they're playing Las Vegas next week, and as we've all seen, that team is crumbling from the core. So he might be worth a, a pickup. If you have to play him, it, it'd be no more than a flex, but definitely someone to look into. Yeah. The tight end position, Rome, I'll take it because you don't like any tight end in football. I, don't even I like genuinely it. appreciate this. 
I don't even like him either, but I'm just going to say Ricky Seals Jones. He had a terrible game. He did. You know, it was, was it four targets, but only had one catch for, uh, for like four yards or whatever the fuck it was. Eight yards. But if Terry McLaurin has a concussion and he's out and they don't really have any viable passing options, I just think they're going to have to throw to somebody. And I, and I actually, I watched the game they played against Dallas and that game was just, it had a weird flow to it. Um, Taylor Heineke got hurt, so it just it it just it seemed weird. But I think I just think if you need somebody, you know he he he's available. He's available in eighty percent of Yahoo leagues. So I don't know. Hopefully you don't need to rely on Ricky Seals Jones. But uh, and then you know Foster Moreau, he's no longer an option if Waller is out it's he looked bad so just drop him but uh yeah then we've got a couple defenses out there rome why don't you take us home with those let's take it home with these defenses all right we got a couple of matches here we got the miami dolphins all right they're 52 percent available i mean they're pretty solid man they've always been a solid defense i don't have their matchups up exactly there we go they're playing the jets Fucking, that's money. Arizona, always solid defense. Really wish they kind of still had J.J. Watt, right? But they still got Chandler Jones. They still got their pieces to make plays. They're much more, in my opinion, they're a much more turnover-dependent defense than than an actual, hey, we're going to stop them from scoring. And then you got the Indianapolis Colts. They're playing New England Let's hope New England throws a little bit more than three times in the game. Uh, they're owned in 46% of Yahoo leagues. I think uh, if I'm going to pick any of them up, I'm looking Miami. I'm looking Miami all day. Yep, we lost him. I would agree. Uh, Arizona is playing Detroit. I don't know if you mentioned that. So that's not a bad option. They're not readily available everywhere. But against Detroit, you kind of like that matchup, especially if Hawkinson and Swift are both out again this week. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That would be pretty. And then there's another tight end we have here that I don't think what I'm going to say will apply. But if Njoku is still on the COVID list for some reason at the end of the week, then Austin Hooper, he, he filled in pretty well. Yeah, he's a stud. You know, if Njoku's back, obviously, it's a lost cause. But but if he's out again, then I think he might be, you know, just he's, he's probably going to be like the same as Njoku or as Ricky Seals-Jones, right? You may not see the most production, but but hope for a touchdown. He has a good chance of getting one. You might be onto some of that with uh, with Hooper. He actually didn't he score. T- he scored a touchdown, didn't he? He did. He yeah, did. he only had like 30 yards. That's receiving. all you need. For, if you get 30 yards in the touchdown from your tight end, I would take that every week. Yeah, but he he won't get involvement if Njoku's back. Yeah, that's true. I cut out for a minute. Did we catch all the defenses? Yeah. Yep. Sweet. Hey, you know what? We got a little bit of time. I got a couple questions for you guys from the listeners because they're, uh, you know, they're good people. So let's... Uh, 
let's help them out here. So, let's see. Do we think Tua is Miami's starting quarterback next season? Yes. yes. I said yes because uh, who else are you going to fucking get? I mean, we are going to get a good draft position uh-uh. to pick up one of the few quarterbacks, and there's not that many quarterbacks. All the quarterbacks coming out, I'm not interested in. He's consistently getting better. Now, to answer that question at the same time, though, he's not necessarily going to be a great fantasy option. He could be. You know, if some of those weapons come back and they kind of straighten up that offensive line a little bit, then then he could be. But I, I think he'll start. He's only had one full season, and he, he looks to be improving. So I think they'll give you know, him a I, I think it's funny how teams are so Agreed. quick to give up on players they dra- – you know, Okay, like, unless the guy absolutely goes out and shits the bed, I, I kind of get it. But at the same time, like, how about you give him a chance? And he's gotten better, you know? Just get him better players. Just help, help the guy out. Uh, next question. I have a dynasty question for y'all. There is a person in a league I'm in that pulled a player so he could lose tonight. He threw the game. It won't affect the playoff seeding, but it gave him the 102 versus the 104 in next year's draft. What do you guys think? Oh, God. I got a lot of mixed feelings about this. A lot of them. I, I like yeah, me too. having to start your guy. Even, like, did he put in another player or was it just blank? That's not That's not specified. Not specified. If he filled it in with a different player, like, okay. As long as there's a, somebody starting in there for for me, then that's – I'm okay with it. But if he just took him out and didn't start him, I, I think that's horseshit, personally. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of kind of a Bush League move. It's like sliding. Did you see that they've, they've made it so you fake slide? Is it Thank now God. against the rules? I'm so happy about that. <laughs> but – the thing is that at this point in time, if there's nothing in place to prevent this, if this isn't something, because this is something in our leagues that we've thought about before it happened, and there's been a rule in place before it happened to prevent it. Uh-huh. If you don't have a rule in place, there's not much you could do. Put a rule in place so it doesn't happen again. Yeah. And put it so you say, you know, you have to start – a valid roster at each position. And if they want to start a bad player, then so be it. If you want to take it to the next extreme, you could basically say like, you can't use like somebody who's known to not play as that. You have to put a player that's going to play, you know, but then it's subjective. So I would just say, put, you have to have a player in that roster position. Hey, well, I, I saw, I had another question that I, I, I you know, I, I guess I will ask it just because I, I saw, but I, I was going to skip over it, but I already know what you guys are going to say to it. But it said that in tonight's game, a guy benched Kyler Murray so that he could dick one team out of the playoffs and get a different team into the playoffs. What would you guys do? That's fucking, that's fucked up. I, I, it's time to, it's, it's probably starting to get to that point of let's find a replacement for this asshole. I, I replied with, I, I replied with uh, that play that that manager would find Kyler Murray back in that starting spot real quick. 
Just I would do the commissioner Hell powers yeah. and just put him back on the lineup. But Ross does have a good point. He says you do not anger the fantasy gods, and that does anger the fantasy gods. Yes, it does very much so. They will strike their lightning bolt upon you. In we your all roster, know the fantasy gods, and you will see yourself watching well, football for no reason. The fantasy gods—they are not forgiving. They are not forgiving gods. They will spite you. But uh, let's see. Next question: Is Calvin Ridley droppable in redraft? Yeah, he's not going to play. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, part of me wants to say yes, because you're you're probably right. He's not going to play. If he was going to play, he would have already. Why would he come back to a team who's fucking the one of the worst teams in the league? He ain't coming back this year. If you have an IR spot, yeah, he's him. IR eligible. Leave him on your IR unless you need to have the IR spots for playoffs, like with all the COVID herpes outbreaks. But realistically, Calvin Ridley, yeah. I don't think he touches the field again this season. He's probably done this year. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think a big p- part of that question, too, is like, not that it matters so much, but like, what are you going to get? Like, if you can get a flex option, yeah, because you're going to get somebody that you can actually put into your lineup. And another thing, is too, is like, depending upon how much fab budget you have, if you have, you might have the budget to drop him. And then pick him back up if they announce he's going to play, especially if you have more fab than the rest of the people in your league. There's only a couple more weeks. You can just dump all your money back on him. But I don't see him playing again, so like, there's no reason to think he's going to come back. Yeah. Right. So, I, yeah, I would have cut my losses probably a long time ago. Another Dynasty question. Is, is sandbagging in Dynasty strategy or cheating? Me personally, as long as you start a, an active roster – to your best of abilities, because we actually had a super flex league where a guy had Jalen Hurts and there were zero quarterbacks to pick up, so he couldn't pick up a quarterback. So that there, you know, there's some exceptions, but as long as you're not like, just not like as long as there's no empty roster spots, I don't know, dirty pool. But it's the same question as the one we we mentioned earlier. Is it cheating? No, not really. But it's also like kind of giving an unfair advantage to yourself, and and you're kind of you could potentially be messing up seating for the playoffs, uh-huh. depending upon that. Like if you know, if you put a roster in, and you're playing the seventh place person, and you beat them, and you can knock them to eighth or out of the playoffs to the ninth seed somehow, then you're also impacting other people in that league. Now, if that's not not all cases that will be a scenario that you run into. But I don't think cheating is the right word, but it's definitely a shitty thing to do as far as keeping the league balanced because you're better than this other team who should have the first pick. Say you're going to sandbag to the first instead of the second. You're slightly better, and you just weaseled your way into the other pick. Yeah. When the other person was trying to play fairly and got kind of you know, shafted by that. I agree. I hate losing. I always want to win. Yeah, I, I can't really comprehend it very well. But yeah. hey, yeah, I, in our dynasty league, like I was like a game out of the. I I could have basically played a worse roster and lost my way into like the first or second pick, uh-huh. and I chose not to because like I had a slight chance of making the playoffs. It was very unlikely, and that ended up me up being in having the third or fourth pick instead of the first, and I could have. Done thing. I think one thing you're going to do, and somebody does this in one of our leagues, or has been doing it, 
at least this year and part of the end of last year, is if you're going to do something like that, then dump your good players for picks. And yeah. then you're not really sandbagging. You know, you're just building, basically rebuilding. Yeah. yeah. Then uh, last question for the night. Do you guys think Allen Robinson is washed up? Or did he dog it on a franchise tag for a team he doesn't want to play for? Uh, the second one, for sure. I don't think a 28-year-old wide receiver is washed up. I think he's been pissed off at this organization for a long time. And it's now coming to a head. They should probably fucking let the man walk. I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree based off one play that I saw this week. There was a play where he was running. I think it was an out route. I can't remember. But he, like, didn't even try to catch it. <laughs> he tried in the sense that his hands were there, but he didn't even – He didn't, there was, like, no effort. Like, he was, like – you know, he wasn't, like, coming back to the ball. The ball, like, it, it didn't touch his hands, but, it, it like, it was, in, it was within his reach, but he chose to not reach it. Yeah. Like, he's checked out. He's not washed up. He's just checked yeah, out. Yeah, he just doesn't care anymore. And then, you know, they franchise tagged him, so he got fucking, like, $20 million this year, and he's like, fuck it, I'm out of here. Although I think they can franchise him one more year. Oh, God, Probably. I hope and they not. Are, that could also screw his value up for next year. People are going to be like, oh, we're going to pay you less because you literally were fucking terrible all year. I mean, he's got 32 receptions and 353 yards. And one touchdown. Yeah, just but bad. So cool. Well, hey, there, thanks for the question, guys. I appreciate that. Justin Herbert, massive touchdown to Jalen Guyton. Beautiful. You know, I'm a Charger homer, but that was a beautiful pass right right before the halftime. If you haven't seen it, look it up. Threw like a 59 yard bomb to my boy Guyton. But again, thank you so much for listening, guys. We love and appreciate you all. I hope you guys made it into the fantasy playoffs. If you did, we're gonna help guide that fantasy penis into the vagina that is the fantasy playoffs, including Rome, even though he's not in the fantasy playoffs. And that's okay. I've got other leagues, bro. I've got other <laughs> bitches. Some, just not in our home league. <laughs> yeah, but not the main one. It's okay. I'm going to lose in that. Ah. First. I'm, I'm losing in the first round in that no, one. No, you're so. not. I'm living vicariously through you, bro. Rome, we we're going to win this thing, goddammit. We fucking are going to do it. Hey, Cream Hunt's out, so it's all Nick Chubb. Come on, Nick Chubb. All, all fucking day. Yeah. But anyways, thanks so much for listening, guys. We, we appreciate you so much. Uh, and if you didn't make the fantasy playoffs, just hang out with us. You know, we talk some shit. We have fun. We have laughs. So enjoy the podcast with us for the rest of the year. There's only a few more episodes to go, guys. Come on. Hang in there. You hung in there this long. Like, what you know... You took the girl on the date. You bought her the nice drinks. You bought her the good food. You're not going to put your fingers in her when you get home? Like, what are you doing? You put oh. your tongue in my mouth, goddammit. We're going to do this thing. Hell yeah. So, hey, get us on the social medias. Filthy F-Ball Show on Twitter. Filthy Fantasy Football Show on Instagram. Send in your emails to filthyfantasyfootballshow at gmail.com. And again, thank you so much. King Josh, Josh the King. Big Rome. Fantasy Fish. Have a good one, y'all.